0: You're done with my skis.
1: Nothing, Mr. Patrick. Have you looked in all your pockets? <laughs>
0: for my for my skis?
1: Oh, I thought you said keys. I don't think the hearing's what it was, you know.
0: When I came back from Switzerland last year, I made a point of not putting my skis away until I cleaned them and given them a good coating of wax.
1: What's that, Mr. Patrick? Wax? Yes, I think it must be. Mm. <laughs> to get me ears syringed out.
0: Well, you'll have plenty of time to have it done when I'm away. If I ever get away, where are my skis? They're in the
1: woodshed.
0: A woodshed? What are they doing in there?
1: Lenny
2: gets them all where you left them.
0: Where, where I left them?
2: When you ran out of wax.
0: <laughs> you mean they've been standing there all this time? Oh, really, why doesn't somebody tell me these things?
2: Well, I don't know why he's making all this silly fuss. When you slide down the slopes, flatten your back the way Daddy always does, who needs skis?
0: Come on, Karen. Traveler's checks. Where are my traveler's checks?
2: In that dinky little folder the travel agency gave you, Daddy. Are you sure? Yes, Daddy. Along with your passport and your bag labels and your credit cards and your plane ticket and your hotel reservation voucher and your... I can't
0: remember putting my traveler's checks in, though. I'd better take a look. I can't risk being splendid without money, can I? Uh, That's my ticket. Uh, Hotel reservation. Ah, here they are. I found them.
2: No, would you believe it? I
0: thought they'd be in the folder. Well, now, that's about it, I think. As soon as the taxi comes, I'll be off. and see, that's two bags and a cabin bag, my skis, overcoat, scarf.
2: Got your shoes on?
0: Yes, I think so. Of course I've got my shoes on. (laughs) I will have a little less mockery, Carter, and if you don't mind, you know I always like to check everything thoroughly before I travel. That's the penalty of having a methodical mind. Incidentally, how do you like my new hat? (laughs) Oh,
2: I wondered what it was.
0: (laughs) (laughs) A cosy, fur hat like this is just the thing for Switzerland. There you are. Who does it remind you of, eh? Huh? Uh,
2: Ivan the Terrible? No.
0: That chap on the film, you know, Dr. Jibaga. Huh?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you mean, you think that hat makes you look like Omar Sharif? That's him, Mr. <laughs> oh, Danny, you've got to be kidding. <laughs> what? what
0: do you mean? You're prejudiced. Oh, here's Nanny. Let's see what she thinks. Nanny, mm? don't you think this hat makes me look like Omar Sharif?
1: Oh no, Mr. Patrick! Do Look really No, they wear great big ones with wide brims. Who do? Sheriffs.
0: Mary, really, you must have your ears seen to.
1: Oh yes, I know, Mr. Patrick is very worrying, you know.
0: Now make sure she goes, darling. I will, Daddy. There's my taxi. Here I go. Are you now. sure you've got
1: everything, Mr. Patrick? Yes. Oh, now, don't you start, Nanny. Goodbye, Daddy. Have a good time and give our love to Anne and Jeremy. I will, yes. It's a good thing somebody's going out there to keep an eye on those two. I didn't hold them with
0: them going off to Switzerland alone, as you know. Why not? It's perfectly safe. By this time, they should be quite expert.
1: <laughs> I hope what I hear you saying is only me ears playing up again.
0: What's all the fuss, Nanny? That's what they went out for, to learn to ski.
1: Oh, oh dear, I nearly forgot something. you better go, Daddy,
2: or you yes.
0: lose your taxi. Yes, it sounds like I got one of those impatient ones. Mm. Hang on, I'm coming! Now, uh, Karen, are you sure you won't change your mind and come along?
2: Quite sure, Daddy. I'm not a mountain girl. Yeah,
0: I'm worried about your being on your own. But
2: I won't be on my own. I've asked Francis to come and stay with me.
0: Oh, have you? That's good. That makes me feel better. Uh, do I know this, Francis? No, no,
2: I don't think you do.
0: Well, I hope you have a lot of fun together, but you will go to bed early, won't you?
2: Yes, Daddy, and alone. That would
0: be better. Ba- I-, I sure hope you will <laughs> Watch it, Gav. Clock's sticking over nicely out in the cab. Oh, sorry, Daddy. yes. Could you give me a hand with the bags? All oh, right, right-o. These pieces of board going too, are they? Those skis are going, yes. Oh, all right. <laughs> and after time, up on a roof. How far is you going, Gav? Uh, Switzerland. Switzerland, eh? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Better find me missus then, hadn't I? Till I'm going to be late.
3: (laughs)
2: Apart
0: from everything else, I've got a comic. (laughs) Well, uh, goodbye, Karen.
1: Uh, You said that, Daddy.
0: Oh, yes. Uh, Goodbye, Nanny.
1: Oh, wait a minute, Mr. Patrick. Don't go, don't go. Here, here. Something I put off for your journey. It's
0: just a slice, you know. Oh. (laughs) Thank you, Nanny. Yes. Very thoughtful. Well... Goodbye, Carl. Oh, yes, I said that, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> See you in about ten days. Goodbye. Bye, Mr.
2: Matty. Have a
0: lovely time,
1: oh.
2: Whew, I don't believe it. He finally got away. Oh! Ooh. oh crumbs. Daddy! Here, comes. You've forgotten something. What? You didn't put everything back in your folder. You've left out your traveler's check. <laughs> Frankie, come in. Thanks. Hey, not a bad pad. Oh, somewhere to sleep? <laughs> oh, look, leave your bag there while I show you around. This is where it all happens. Ah, that's Daddy's study. Gee, a real typewriter,
4: right oh, I'm, I'm impressed. impressed. Oh, where's he now?
2: Oh, do I get to meet him? No, he left for the airport about an hour ago, finally. Saying goodbye to Daddy's like waving goodbye to a troop ship. All we needed was streamers and a band playing old Lang Syne. <laughs> Yeah, mine's the same, like he doesn't expect to be back. <laughs> he leaves little notes all over the place, too, saying where his will is. Cheroot? What's that? Uh, do you want a cheroot? Uh, uh, no, thanks. Um, uh, how, how long have you been smoking those things? <laughs> Are these? No, oh, just a couple of weeks, since I gave up my pipe.
3: Ah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, they're cool, man, cool. And they really satisfy. Hey, you got a record player? Of course, yeah. Well, then, what are we waiting for? Let's go and spin a few. Wouldn't you like to see the rest of the house? Oh, no, it'll still be here later on, won't you?
4: Come on. I want to see what records you've
1: got. I must say, Miss Karen, your friend isn't the sort of friend I'd expected you to ask to stay in your home. Oh, why why not, Nance? She's not very lazy, though, is she? I mean, smoking cigars. Cheroots. or same thing. (laughs) And I've just seen what what she's brought with her. You don't have to read them, Nanny. I didn't mean those magazines, Miss Karen, although they're bad enough. I meant her clothes. She doesn't seem to have anything but jeans and and sweaters. Oh, those sweaters cover a warm heart, Nanny. Yes, that's about all they do cover. (laughs) Oh, I don't know what your father would think if he
2: was here. I don't, really. Well, knowing Daddy, he'd probably be going into his, if I were 20 years younger, routine. Anyway, he won't even meet Francis. He must be in the air by now. He'd be up in the air if he
1: was here, I can tell you. Oh,
2: Nanny, honestly, she's quite harmless. Just a bit
1: way out, that's all.
2: Hey, Frankie. Frankie.
3: Yeah? What about that
2: movie? Oh, yeah, I forgot. Come in. We're going to the matinee. Well, you shouldn't come to any harm there. What is it?
1: Uh, the last tango. <laughs> oh, that's nice. I like dancing pictures.
3: <coughs> uh,
1: what would you like for supper tonight? Oh, don't bother about us, Nancy. We'll have something out. Then maybe we go on to a disco. Incidentally, I thought you were having a bit of trouble hearing... Seems all right now. Oh, yes, yes, it came back. It was me right ear that was the trouble, so I gave it a bit of a bang, and there it was, gone. (laughs) Your ear? No, me deafness. Oh, it was a miracle, really. Just a crack. Just like that. There it. it... Oh, dear, I've gone deaf again. (laughs) Oh, dear, what a nuisance. Oh, and me with company tonight. Oh, my Mr. Fogan's coming to visit me. You're Mr. Witch? No, I don't think he is, but after all, that's nice. <laughs> who is he, Nanny? I just told you, Mr. Forgan. I met him at the bingo, you know. He wanted one, and I wanted one, and how exciting.
3: <laughs>
1: He's a foreman at the soap factory in Hendon. Oh, I know. He was
2: here last weekend, wasn't he? Little man, bushy hair, rather sallow. That's right.
1: Tallow. Eh? <laughs> He's on the tallow side at the factory. Oh,
2: dear. Natty, why don't you give yourself another crack on the head? Well, if you think you'll do
1: any good. Oh, yes, it has. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that nice? Oh, but I hope it doesn't go on like this or I'm going to have some terrible headaches.
0: Uh, hello, Nanny.
1: It's you, but it can't be. I mean, you're over there.
0: Shouldn't you be? I should be, but I'm not. Blizzards.
1: Beg your pardon, Mr. Patrick.
0: Blizzards. Widespread blizzards over Central Europe. No oh. planes in, no planes out. I've been sitting around at Heathrow for hours, listening to people making facetious remarks about my skis. <laughs> and on top of everything else, the taxi driver who brought me home charged them as two separate pieces of luggage. I shall be in the study, Nanny. And if you were thinking of making me a cup of tea, don't bother. I need a drink. <sighs> Blasted weather. Sir, I suppose Hillary must have felt the same when he couldn't get at Everest. Just have to put up the... Hello? Nanny? Yes, Mr. Patrick?
1: Have you changed your mind? Do you want a cup of tea after all? No,
0: I was wondering where this came from, here in the ashtray. Have you started smoking cigars? <laughs>
1: Not, Mr. Patrick. It was Miss Karen's friend, Francis, left that there.
0: It's disgusting.
1: And I've already told Miss Karen so too.
0: But married girls don't smoke cigars. I mean, this Francis. Francis. Well,
1: <laughs> I am a tolerant person, as you know, Mr. Patrick. But there has to be a limit. Oh. Things like this disgust me. Never, ever did I think Miss Karen would bring someone like that home while you weren't here. But but Francis. Like oh, take this nasty smelling thing away from me.
0: Oh, Karen. That you could do this to me. It's bad enough you're even knowing someone like this fellow Francis who smokes these rotten cigars. <laughs> that, that you should bring him to your own home.
5: Mrs. Harris?
1: Mr. what Whatever's happened to you? Uh,
5: well, I uh, I thought I'd take a short cut across the heath, you see. Uh, well, I went by the bandstand along that road next to the football pitches and then through the duck pond.
3: Through
5: it? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I meant to go round it, but it's a dark night.
1: <laughs> you catch your death in those wet clothes. You'd better take them off at once.
5: Yeah, better have not. Hey,
1: no, Oh, no, upstairs in the bathroom. Oh. Then you can come down and get warmed up in the kitchen.
5: Ah, oh, that'll be nice.
3: <laughs>
1: now, now, Mr. Forgan, <clears throat> I'll find you some clothes, in Mr. Patrick's. Right oh, no. It's a bit too big for you, his eye, really. I'm... Oh, I know that Miss Francis is about your size. I'll bring you a pair of her jeans and one of her sweaters now. Off you go.
5: Here. Are you sure there's nobody in the
1: bathroom? There's nobody else in the house. Just you and me? Where's everybody else, then? Well, Miss Anna's abroad. Miss Karen's out with Miss Frances at a disco, whatever that is. And Mr. Patrick's gone out in a daze. What for? How should I know? Seems to have had a terrible shock of some kind. Ah, perhaps it's something he saw at the airport.
4: Patrick, hello. Come in. Uh, Thanks, Georgie. Hey, you look rough. What is it?
0: Scotch and soda. Better make it a double.
4: I thought you were supposed to be in Switzerland tonight.
0: Well, I was, but I've been frozen out by blizzards. Now, be a good little St. Bernard and fetch me a drink, with you? Um,
4: how'd you like it? In a barrel round my neck?
0: I've had a terrible shock, Georgie. Oh,
4: I can see
2: that. Tell Mama.
0: It's Karen, my little daughter. The child I'd dandled on my knees. I'm not conditioned to anything like this, Georgie.
4: Well, perhaps you're past the dandling stage no, now. No, 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 no,
0: You haven't heard the story. When I came home this afternoon, unexpectedly. Is that drink ready? I oh, am. Yeah. Thank you. How can I tell you this? Well,
4: well try between gulps. <laughs> oh, come on, Patrick. You're making this longer than war and peace. Finish it.
0: Oh, all right. <laughs> Now, the same again, will you?
4: Oh, no. I, I meant finish your story. And I'm not sitting here listening to you going more and more incoherent. Now, you came home this afternoon unexpectedly. Yes.
0: And? And Nanny opened the door. Mm-hmm. She said,
4: Mr. Parthro. Oh, look, Patrick, skip the preliminaries. Now, get to the main part.
0: Well, it was when I was in the study. I looked at the ashtray, and I called for Nanny. Mm-hmm. Nanny! I called, you see, and she came. And I asked her if she was responsible, and she said no. And then she told me. Then she told me... That Karen had a man staying with her. She told me that Karen had... How do you know?
4: Oh, come off it, Patrick. I'm a literary agent. I've been reading scenarios and manuscripts like this for years. But this is my daughter. And I suppose this man, whoever he is, is somebody's son. (laughs) End of biology lesson.
0: Well, you're taking it very calmly, Georgie, I must say.
4: Well, what do you want me to do? Thanks.
0: I want some advice.
4: Well... There are three things you could do. Hmm? First, you could behave like Mr. Barrett of Wimpole Street and throw this young man out.
0: Yeah, I like that. Yeah.
4: Well, then of course Karen would probably walk out after you.
0: Mm, I don't like that. Next?
4: Well, you could take absolutely no
0: notice. What? Well, after all, Patrick, this is the age of women's lip. Women's lip, maybe, not women's lucky dip. <laughs>
4: courses behave sensibly about it.
0: Well, how do I do that?
4: Well, go home and talk to them about it. Really. Point out to them that you have no intention of being a heavy-handed father, but you do expect them to observe the accepted principles of social behavior.
0: I say, Georgie, that's pretty good. Is this the sort of thing you spend your time reading in manuscripts?
4: Well, not altogether. When I was in hospital last year, I spent a lot of time listening to radio serials as well. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I expect you to observe the accepted principles of social behavior. Hmm, very good. I'll try that. Yes, you're quite right, Georgie. A calm, reasoned appeal to their essential decency. No threats, no violence. And if Karen laughs at me, I'll take a hairbrush.
1: Could I impress you to a blancmange, Mr. Fogan? Ah,
5: well, uh, no, thank you, Mrs. Harris. Not in these trousers. <laughs> <laughs> they're uh, not exactly gents' natty smart wear, are they? Uh, well,
1: I think they're meant to be frayed at the bottoms like that. Oh. Although, for the me, I can't see why.
5: I must say, this sweater would feel a bit more comfortable on me if it had uh, sleeves, you know. <laughs>
1: oh, but it looks all right, though, Mr. Fogan. It makes your tattoos stand out lovely. <laughs>
5: Here, do you like my new one? I had it done last week, especially for you.
1: Oh, Mr. Forgan, it's a heart with an arrow through it.
5: Yeah, and look what's written underneath. To you, Mildred. To you. Like it?
3: Well,
1: it's very nice, I'm sure, but my name's Matilda.
3: <laughs> oh,
5: blast it. That's another ten quid up the spout. <laughs>
1: Would you like another pint of stout, Mr. Fargan?
5: Yeah, I think I would.
1: Well, there's nothing like a pint of stout to... Oh, you had the last one.
5: It doesn't matter.
1: No, yes, it does. Now, you sit where you are. I'll slip down the road and borrow a copper from Mrs. Prescott, who does for number 97. She always has plenty of stout on hand. No, I won't be long. Uh,
0: Karen? <coughs> Karen? Karen? <laughs> Oh, nobody home. Well, at least it'll give me time to... You're Mr. Carter,
5: aren't you?
0: Yes, I am. I'm... My yes, name? I, yes, I know who you are, thank you. You do? Yes. Mrs. Harris told me that we had a visitor. Oh, did she? Yes. Tell me, I i don't mean to be personal, but do you always dress like that? Eh, in these jeans, you mean? Yes. Uh, Well, no, no, no. More often than not, you'll find me in
5: overalls. It gets a bit mucky around the tallow vats, you know. Tallow vats?
3: Yeah.
0: Oh, that's one of those new high-rise developments, I suppose, yes. Peculiar names they think up for them, don't they? (laughs) Eh? Anyway, Mr, um... I thought you knew. Forgan. Uh, Not that part. I didn't know that. Oh, Uh, Mr. (laughs) Forgan, uh, you... You do have a lot of tattoos, don't you? Yeah, yeah, well, I would a spell in the Navy, see? Yes, you visited a lot of ports, too, didn't you? (laughs) Yvette, Helga, Perdita, Maria, Juanita. By the way, where's Karen? Karen? Well, I'd I'd have to slip these jeans off to find Karen. What?
5: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, uh... (laughs) Back of me knee
0: somewhere, I think. I'm. Met... Oh, never mind. Now, uh, look, Mr. Forgan, I am not Mr. Barrett, and this is not Wimpole Street. Oh, I know that. You're Mr. Carter, and this is Hillsdown Avenue. Quite. Uh, you have come here to, um, press your suit. Well, uh, that's been done for me. But... No! <laughs> Best me suit, yeah. Oh, I've come here to uh, try it on with her, you mean. Mr. Fogart, I am fully aware that these are modern times. I do not intend to behave in a heavy-handed way as head of this household, but I do expect you to observe the accepted principles of social behaviour. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, good heavens, haven't you been listening? I'm not going to say all that again. What, what am I supposed to have done wrong, anyway? Well, for a start, you come here behind my back masquerading as a woman. Masquerading as a woman? Oh, yes. Me? Oh, you ever see seen a woman with tattoos like these? You're off your nuts. Well, find out That sort of comment won't do you much good around here, let me tell you. Don't you go telling me that I'm off my nuts, young man. No, well, off your crab then. That's it, I've had enough. <laughs> Outside. Hey, no, hang on.
5: Outside. Now, no, wait a minute. I can't go without saying
0: goodbye to her. Oh, yes, you can. Well, what about my clothes? I'll send them on to you at tell her that.
3: That's
0: fixed him. I've always thought that Mr. Barrett of Wimper Street knew what he was doing.
2: sex, Sexpot. Hey,
1: how did you get on with your gentleman friend from the soap factory last night? I didn't get on at all, Miss Karen. Huh? Ah. I left the house for a few minutes to fetch him a bottle or two of stout. And when I came back, he'd gone. He left his clothes behind, too. He did What? <laughs> What I mean is, he was wearing some clothes belonging to your friend Francis. You mean he's kinky? Oh, see? <laughs> no, you see, what happened? Good morning. Was...
2: Oh, hello. Are you going to try and catch that flight to Zurich today, Daddy?
0: Yes, so are you. Me? But, but I, I don't want to go. I told you. Nevertheless, you are going. But,
2: Daddy, what about Francis?
0: That's why you're going. Karen, this is Hillsdown Avenue, not Wimbledon Street. I do not intend to act the heavy-handed father like Mr. Barrett, but I do expect you to observe the accepted principles of social behavior.
2: Who says I don't?
0: Georgie, I mean I do. But, but I... I... don't want to discuss it any further, Karen. We all know what's been going on, and it has got to stop. I'm going to have a bath, and then afterwards...
2: Daddy, you... let's this out now. You can't get into the bathroom now anyway. Why not? Because Francis is in there. <laughs>
0: She's back here after all I had to say last night. This is the absolute limit. It has got to stop. Now. You there. You, Francis, Come out of there at once. Do you hear me? At once. I've one or two things to say to you before I throw you out. And this time you'll stay out.
2: Daddy, please. What are you doing? know, do, Karen.
0: Don't interfere, please. Come on. Out. As you are. At once. <laughs> Come on. Out or I'll break the door down. Here. Yes. Just in time. Now, let me tell you, Mr. Francis... <laughs> I'm, I'm terribly sorry, Miss... Uh, Madam... Uh, you're, you're not... Uh, you're... Well... Uh,
4: well, you
2: did say, as you are,
0: didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'll see you later, Karen. <laughs> in about ten days. <laughs> Danny, Danny, quickly... I don't know exactly what happened, and I don't want to know. Where's that travel folder? Oh, there it is. And my bag. Sir
1: Patrick, you can't go like that in pyjamas. Can't I?
0: I'll change in the taxi. Hi, Nanny.
1: I'll to Miss Forgan
3: for
1: me. Miss Forgan? Surely she can't be my Mr. Forgan's sister.
2: Hey, what's happening, Nanny? Is Daddy gone? Yes,
1: Miss Karen. He's taken his bag and... It... Oh, dear. Now what? Oh, he's going to be very cold in Switzerland. Why? That's Miss Francis' bag he's taken. He'll get to Zurich in very tight jeans and an armless sweater.
3: <laughs>
0: that was Father, Dear Father... With Tom Mearn, Margaret Milner-Smythe, Maureen Adair, Mel Wayne, Tommy Reed, and Marilick Stafford-Mayer. The show was produced by Brian Squire... (laughs)